0: Hey, 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 fellow podcasters. Um, thank you guys for joining us on another episode. We are super. Hello. Super <laughs> excited to have you guys.
1: Yes, so today we are going to be going over the scripture Exodus 1 15 through 22. And so this is. I would say until recently, I had never heard of this scripture and it's, it's actually really important. It's a really important scripture and it comes before the story of Moses. And so often whenever we think of Exodus, we think of Pharaoh and, um, you know, Moses and the basket and the Nile river and stuff like that. But, um, there's actually a lot more if we read, you know, uh, the context before and after. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that we can get from this scripture and from reading the context around it. So we're just going to dive right in, <laughs> and I'm going to be reading Exodus one fifteen through twenty-two. So it says, "The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shiphra, or something like that, <laughs> and Puah." When you are helping the Hebrew woman during childbirth on on the delivery stool, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the little boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives and the people increased and became even more numerous and because the midwives feared God He gave them families of their own Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people every Hebrew boy that is born. You must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live So a little bit of context is that the Israelites are being oppressed and this is whenever Pharaoh um, the new Pharaoh came into um, power and so Oftentimes we think Pharaoh just told everybody, okay, kill every boy. But actually he first went to the Hebrew midwives and said, okay, if a baby boy is born, then you kill him. Mm -hmm. But as we can see, the midwives had feared God and they did not do what Pharaoh told them to do. Um, They feared the Lord and remained firm and faithful. And so I think that this is a really good passage to remember, especially in our time today when so much is going on and we're told to do all these different things and and so much evil is accepted in the world today but as christians we need to stand out and we need to stand firm um and be grounded and faithful towards the lord I really like and so yeah go ahead no you go okay i really like what you
0: said about that because it is so true because you know as christians our priority is obeying God first. I mean, we right, we can look at, to God for everything and just everything else will fall down and not be, and become less important because ultimately obeying our Father God is our number one priority and I really like that Bible verse just encapsulated that all in one these women truly did fear God and everything else just fell out. Everything didn't matter anymore because fearing God was their number one priority and obedience followed. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I wrote down here in my notebook, it says the midwives went against Pharaoh's order and were faithful to God. These women did not conform to the orders around them, but feared the Lord and remained firm and faithful. And then in my Bible here, it says because the King's command was evil and contradicted God's law, Midwives were obeying a higher authority, God himself. And so Michaela has a verse for us to read, Romans 12, 1 through 2. I'll get right. Okay.
0: So, Romans 12, 1 through 2. Or Romans 12, 2,
1: right? Tw- Romans 12, 1 through 2, yes.
0: I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living as a living sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by the testing that by testing you may discern what is the the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect and
1: i love that verse that is such a good verse for us to live by as christians Mm -hmm. because we're told to not conform to the pattern of this world we're told to not conform to the evil that goes on you know and and i think um I mean like in Matthew 5:13 through 16. Excuse me. Matthew 5:13 through 16 it talks about us being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Yeah. And as Christians, that's what we are called to do. And so um I, I, you know and I think sometimes it's like well the midwives lied. So doesn't that contradict God's law? Mm. Well, not necessarily. I mean the Lord was pleased with them because they obeyed him. Yeah. They put him first over the um, governing authority right and so that's one thing i want to talk about today not only is how we should not conform to the pattern of this world but how we should be submissive to our governing authorities which i think that this is something that gets kind of confusing um on how we should do that right and
0: and so uh, yeah go on too was when he said you know do not be conformed to the pattern of this world you know the world is always going to be changing if you look back you know 1950 right they dress differently than you know what we dress now you know the world is constant. but God put you in this world to be a light for the world and not to conform meaning that he placed you in you know your certain a certain place in your life you know your certain town certain streets because he knew that you were going to have an impact on wherever you were and that is super huge if we just put that into perspective that God placed us on this earth to be in the world but not of the world meaning yes we are supposed to be living in the world yeah we're supposed to be living and we're supposed to see that the sin that is in this world is not what god wants and we're supposed to do our best to stay away from it and get people to understand and view our mindset of that is not what god wants to do and we are supposed to be a light for others while we are the of the world that makes sense okay. yes
1: that you said that really good I love that and so another um, example is in Acts five seventeen through 32 and it says then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail but during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out go stand in the temple courts he said and tell the people all about this new life at daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what might this lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. And so in this passage, it's talking about how... The Sanhedrin had told them, hey, we already told you, don't go teach in Jesus's name, but they were saying we must obey God rather than human beings, and that is so true in the context of if the government all of a sudden told you to kill your neighbor, uh, why, you know what I mean, like, for us as Christians and also just people in general will be like, what in the world, you know, why would we kill our neighbor? (laughs) That's not right, you know, um. But then also it's like the government legalizes abortion. But for us Christians, it's saying, no, that's not right. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to participate in that. We're going to stand against that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it's, it's, we need to be in a, in a sense, submissive to our government, government, because that's what the Lord tells us to do, um, in first Peter two thirteen through twenty-five, do you have that verse, Michaela? Yes, I do. Let me go Okay. Again.
0: You said first Peter what again? Two
1: thirteen through thirty-five. Okay, I got that right now. All right. First Peter two thirteen through thirty five you said? I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, two thirteen
0: through twenty-five. Two thirteen and twenty five. Okay. According to one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the f- f- fruitile <laughs> ways, ways inherited from your f- former fathers or your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. like that of him, without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest.
1: and so like i just i mean it's we are supposed to submit ourselves for the lord's sake to human authority and we're supposed to show love and we're supposed to um be kind and, and obey god's law in john thirteen thirty-five, it says everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another yeah and so you know by, if we always are against our government and about, I mean, of course, we don't want to obey and participate in things that are evil. <laughs> but if, you know, but if we are constantly um, against, our government and against um every little thing and we always have something to say about every little thing how are they going to know that we are christians if we don't show love mm-hmm. and if we don't show kindness and if we don't submit to the higher authority because that brings honor and glory to god yeah you know something
0: that i was thinking about today actually was
1: how we are supposed to
0: are, obey our government right We get mm-hmm. but the real thing to get here is you're supposed to obey god first meaning right exactly ultimate authority you're supposed to submit god first and foremost then your government meaning that god is going to be the first person that you're going to you know follow after god is your number one person you are leaning to leaning towards and really relying on him for pretty much everything and then comes your government you're going to listen to them but as we know, the government is in the world, and the government does have some flaws, as do all humans. You know, we all have. Yeah. But if something were to happen where you know the government goes and tells you you cannot be a Christian, you your first job, first and foremost, is to obey God, because God is ultimately your authority. He is the yes, your life. So you're not going to go oh well my government said hey i'm not supposed to be a christian no that's not what god says god says obey me first and then then there's the government you're supposed to align yourself with god and then you can align yourself to the best of your beliefs um to the government meaning that you're not gonna like go and murder someone because the government tells you to you No, know, because god is already And so that is a really hard time or really hard thing to balance because the government has so many different things that are a possibility with certain bills that could eventually come out and things like that. You just have to realize that God is your authority first and foremost, and then the government comes second. Not saying that the government comes first and God comes last because that is not how it should be. You know, we should be in alliance with God first because God is our ultimate authority whether you realize it or not God is. So. Yeah.
1: And we're and we're told to not have any other gods before him. And so that means he needs to be first and foremost. Okay. And so going on the topic it, it's you know like how you said about if the Christ, I mean if the government says you know you cannot be a Christian anymore mm-hmm. it's like we are supposed to so much in in our lives as christians we will endure so much suffering Mm -hmm. and uh and you know in the bible it says for it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of god but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it this is commendable before god and so you know what if if the government says you know nobody can no longer be a Christian, that doesn't mean we should go into hiding and to you know say oh no I'm not a Christian you know what I mean. We need to be the light of the world. We need to be showing and telling people about Jesus and who He is and what He's done for us in our lives. I totally. Agree. And so okay, next we have Titus three one through eight. If you want to read that. Yep, I'll get it right now. Titus
0: three one through eight scroll through the bible (laughs) titus 3 1 through 8 remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities to be obedient to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one to avoid quarreling to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy towards all people for we ourselves were once foolish disobedient various passions and pleasures passing our days in malice and envy hatred hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of, of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by Him we might be heirs according to the hope of eternal life, this saying is trustworthy and i want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in god may be careful to devote themselves to good works these things are excellent and for people
1: yes and i i really like that because at the beginning part he tells us to be subject to rulers and authorities and to be obedient and do what is good and to be gentle towards everyone and so what you know i whenever we are submissive to higher authority and whenever we are loving and obedient and follow the Lord, they also see that. Mm-hmm. If if they always look at us and we're always constantly fighting every single thing yeah. that they say, then how is that showing Christ? How's mm-hmm. it showing G- Jesus well, to them? You know, back, uh, to, back to loving
0: too, because if you're not being loving towards others, then How are you going to be a shining example of Jesus for the person that is a, a bystander Christian faith? And I say that heavily, but also something to be considered as well too. Because, you know, if you are so angry and rude towards others, then how is someone who, you know, you may have just met that is not a Christian? How are they supposed to be? Oh, you know, that's a Christian. I want I want what they have. You know, what is different about them? They're not going to ask that because they're going to go, oh, they're no different than me. And so that is something definitely to think about is are you doing everything in love and acting in love towards others, especially your government? I mean, you don't have to agree with everything you say. That's not what we're saying at all, because. Right. You're probably not, at some time, there's going to be something that you're going to go, oh, I don't agree with that, you know, take abortion for one thing. I do not agree with abortion, but the government says, hey, that's okay. But I say, hey, that's not okay. Uh, But I still treat with love. I don't go and, you know, write graffiti on a Capitol building, you know, abortion is wrong. I don't do that because that's not love. Love, the difference of, you know, instead of doing something like out of anger would be something out of love.
1: So that is my little rant on love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really like that. That was so said, such, such a perfect way. That was really good. So, First Peter five eight through eleven says, "Be alert and sober, and of sober mind." Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you had suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. So you know this also goes to show as christians that we need to be alert and of sober mind because the devil is constantly you know prowls around looking for us looking for people to devour on and so we need to resist him and stand firm in the faith and stand firm in what we believe and as christians we are going to be going through all kinds of trials like i you know, I always like to tell myself, Michaela, you should expect hate from people. You should expect to be hated by the world because that's what Jesus says. He says, you'll be hated by this world. Mm-hmm. But take in mind that they hated me first. Right. Yeah. But um but but I mean, we are called to be submissive to govern authority. But what goes against God's word, we should take no part in. We should not be a part of that, and we should not um be okay with that. We should not um support that. David says in Psalm 3 through four, let me turn there. Why are you turning there?
0: I wanted to take a little, little side note of what you were talking about, the devil, what he does. And I think the devil is in his prime right now, working through so many of us right now, because politics and government has become a huge source of a working area that the devil is able to work in because he sees yes. you're angry with something that the government does or you're not happy and he starts working in your heart and he starts putting those thoughts in oh you know that's not right you need to do something now you know you need to yeah. out and you need to tell them you need to act in anger but no that's not what god says god says act in love and that is yeah. super big because right now i feel like the devil is using a lot of people's hearts and minds to be corrupted in anger towards the government, but really, as Christians, we're supposed to love them with the love that we would have never received if it wasn't for Jesus and what He did on the cross. And that is so big because once we see the love that God has for us, and we're able to accept the grace and mercy and the salvation that God has given us, and turn our lives around, really, and act. Differently towards others with that love from Jesus, that is only from Jesus, only through the power of Jesus, and that is amazing to combat the devil with. Because if we if we start sensing those thoughts of oh, they're doing something, I need to act in anger, we can yeah. With, no, we act in love. We lift our government up in prayer because at the end they still are our government, and we need to respect them with love because we they are created and loved by god and we need to pray for them instead of acting angry
1: amen that was really good i really love how you said that because i mean even though even though we're going to be i mean i believe i mean i i like de- the devil is definitely in his prime time for sure like he's using so much around us to get us all riled up inside and he's using so much to try to draw us away from jesus but we are told to walk in love to walk in truth and to be the light and salt of the earth and so even though we do not believe different things that you know our government has set in you know pen and paper i mean we still need to be loving and we still need to be the light of the world because how else are they going to see jesus if not for us Mm -hmm. and so and so psalm 101 three through uh three through four says this is david talking and he says i will not look with approval on anything that is vile i hate what faithless people do i will have no part in it the perverse of heart shall be far from me i will have nothing to do with that what is evil and so I feel like we should be the same way. We shouldn't look on anything with approval that is vile. You know, if, if the government, you know, they, they've said, okay, abortion is legal. But for us Christians, we don't need to look on that with approval because that is evil. That is vile. That goes against what God's word says.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, but David doesn't say... I'm going to slander all these people and I'm going to hate these people. And I'm just, no, he's just saying, I will not approve anything that is vile or evil. And I do not like what the faithless people do. And I will have no part in it. I will have nothing to do with that.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the same for us Christians is, is, is we should do what is right in God's eyes first, not what is right, right. in the government's eyes first. If they say, you know, okay, we're going to legalize murder not that that's even a thing but you know what I mean like it's 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 like no we need to do what's right in God's eyes not what is right in man in the eyes of man because we are all sinful human beings and we all need Jesus yeah and so we're all going to stumble and fall but if we walk in the light and if we walk in the truth we can reflect Christ all around us and we can be such a light towards Mm -hmm. him and towards other people
0: yeah And do you have anything else to add? Actually, yes, I do. Um, You know, I was just thinking today how a lot of people are so caught up in the government and they think, oh, you know, just for, for, um, I guess, an example, we'll take the election, election of 2020. It was kind of um, hectic for a lot of people, and that's just going to happen with an election. But a lot of people would put their hope and... Their, um, I guess, their excitement and a president, a presidential candidate, because they say, "Oh, you know, if this person gets in office, everything's going to be better. Or if this person gets out of office, everything's going to get back to normal." You know what I mean? Yeah. Was realizing that a person we don't we don't need to put our hope in a person because newsflash, people um, they mess up. You know, I can yeah. I can say, "Oh, you know, I've definitely messed up today." And just because um, Donald Trump was in, um, you know, Donald Trump was a president, he was our former president, Um, he messed up, okay? Joe Biden now has been elected as our president, he messed up, okay? We've both established that they have messed up in their life, but we need to be putting our hope and our faith and our love in a president too much we don't need to be doing that too much because then that will actually turn to idolization which will come over God and when you look back to it God is like I said before your ultimate authority so do yeah not Put too much hope and too much faith in your president because at the end of the day they are going to fail you every human on this planet is going to at some point or another fail you but God never fails you he never will yeah. fail. We need to look to God because he already knows what's going to happen. You know, he's going to, he knows what's going to happen, you know, 50 years down the road. And he just knows. And so would you, if you think of it this way, would you put your trust in someone that doesn't know that much and messes up? Or would you put your trust in something that knows everything and has never messed up? Like if we put that into perspective, that really is what it is that so we need. Yeah hope and faith and trust and love in God because we know that no matter what happens, you know, we could all die tomorrow. And we know that God still knew that was going to happen. And he orchestrated that certain event because he knew what was going to happen. And that doesn't, I mean, that ties back into politics and governments and things like that. We, the government, you know, they live day by day. But God doesn't live day by day. You know, he has, he has this all planned out. Like he knows every single bit and piece along the way. And it's just so uncomprehensible to me that people would put their faith and trust in a government official when they really do not know what's going to happen tomorrow because they're human. You know, they're yeah. on this earth, but we need to put our minds on God instead because God is the one that knows what's going to happen every And he's the only trustworthy person or God that there is because he knows all these things.
1: Yeah, because people fail us and people cannot save us. There's this verse in Proverbs. um, It's either Psalms or Proverbs. And it says, do not trust in princes, human beings who cannot save. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're not to put our trust in people, you know, like in, in, in the government, because every time they will fail us every single time. And they can't save us from ourselves. Only only Jesus can save us. Amen. And so, you know, it's, I mean, we do. We just put so much. I mean, and it could even be with celebrities too. We put so much, um, you know, so much uh, trust and hope and, and, you know, into these people. But they're just like us. We all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. And so we are never going to be able to make everyone happy. We are never gonna be able to save people. We are never gonna be able to um, come up to people's expectations and standards. But Jesus remains the same. Like he is our overall authority. Like he is the one that we should be looking to because he will never fail us yes. and he saved yeah. us mm-hmm. and he will never let us down. And he is the one that remains constant that we can put our hope and faith and trust in. Right, yeah. And one thing to remember as Christians is even though it may seem like the world is just completely falling apart and there's just so much suffering and so much evil and and hate and just ugliness, in Genesis 50, um, 18 through 21, it says, this is talking about Joseph's brothers, and it says, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. And this is just a good reminder of, I mean, if we look at Joseph's life, we can see how he was suffering and just tormented i mean his brothers just sold him into slavery and he endured all these different kinds of suffering and trials and during that time he did not understand what was happening he, he was like lord i don't understand why this is happening to me and what you're doing why, why is this happening mm-hmm. but in the end here we see that he's saying you know to his brothers you intended to harm me but god intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives and so even though it may seem like our world is completely falling apart and there's just evil every single you know corner and twist and turn, you know God is using it all for his glory and he's using it for good. Yeah. And he can take what the enemy, what Satan, you know, and and he, can, and he can use it into something beautiful and he can use it to grow his kingdom and to bring honor and glory to His name.
0: And to add as a little bit of final encouragement, you as a Christian may be sitting, you know, wherever you are right now and be thinking, life is, everything is just up in the air right now. I, I just, I don't know what to do. Like, what side do on, Which side am I on? You know, who am I supposed to now? Just, I don't know, you know? And you may be feeling like there, you know, you feel very hopeless right now because our country is in a situation where, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen next, but yeah. My encouragement to you is to look to God because He is our ultimate hope and if you may be there is no hope, well there is hope and His name is Jesus and He got, He came on the cross to save you from your sins and that's all, really all we need. We don't need to have um, permission from anyone to have hope in anything else because we have hope in God. God is our hope in the story. We don't need the government to, you know, choose our state or we don't need a certain bill to pass. We don't need a certain president to be elected. We don't want anyone to be removed from office. No, we don't need that. We need God. And that's, yes. the end of the, that's just the end of the story because, this, you know, this could come up a hundred years later and it could be about like flying cars or who wants a flying car, you know? No, we don't need <laughs> flying. Cars. You know, we need God. And I know that's a lot mm. of it, but if you think about it in your life, you can just everything say no. Today I need God, and today I need God tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that. And, and I love that. Go, sorry, go on. Uh, okay. Um, it's just that continual mindset of I need God and everything else can fall a line. You know what I mean? You need yeah. God before you need coffee. You know, you need God <laughs> before your next heartbeat. You need God for every second of your life. And that is just a good mindset to be in right now, especially as our country, than the situation it is right now you go, everything else can go
1: down you know yeah and i and i think we think sometimes we think okay if this person's president everything will fall into line okay if this if this bill gets passed everything will, will be okay but really it's a matter of our hearts yeah we think you know we try to find solutions to poverty and we try to find solutions to have world peace and all these other things but it's like if we just take a minute and look at our hearts and let Jesus change us. Yeah. that is really the root of the problem is our hearts because we are sinful people. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we turn to Jesus and we accept salvation and is just the free gift of salvation that he gives to us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and we just, I mean, that's what, that's what we need. We don't need this kind of president. We know we don't need this kind of bill passed. We need Jesus. We need our hearts to be changed. Because we are sinful and we are born being sinful. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally agree with you. That is so true. Yeah, and so let's and so we're going to leave you with this encouragement is just to remember that even though in, there is suffering and trials, to stand firm in your faith and to keep your eyes on Jesus. Because without Him, we are absolutely nothing, and we can do nothing apart from Him. And He is our only hope and our only salvation and submit to God first and
0: foremost and then your government, but do not let your principles that God has given you be destroyed by your government. That's what we believe you. With. Yes.
1: <laughs> we pray. Amen. That, <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> we pray that you would just
0: go to God and ask him, you know, if you're dealing with something where you feel angry towards a certain person in the political system, that God would soften your heart towards them because, you know, at the end of the day, they still are our authority and, I encourage you to pray for them first and foremost. I don't care if you don't like them. I don't care if you don't like their hairstyle or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're told to pray for our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. They have a big job at the end of the day and they definitely need prayer just as each and every one of us need prayer every single day.
1: So yes. Yes. And so I have an announcement. So Michaela, (laughs) is writing and has written a devotional for this wonderful magazine called priceless priceless magazine and she is um going to be having her devotional submitted there so i encourage you all to go check out priceless magazine so you can read that awesome devotional
0: i'm super blessed to be accepting this opportunity it's been a dream of mine to just do devotionals for other girls or just people in general because encouraging people with the name of Jesus on it, because Jesus is our ultimate encouragement. And so um, this is a very, very good magazine. It's free, it comes out every other month. We'll put the description or the link in the description so you can go sign up, but please, please sign up. I will tell you, you will not regret signing up. It is a wonderful magazine. You can get recipes, photography, and all sorts of encouragement from there. But yes, go sign up, please. I promise you'll love it. Um, yes. With the end of that, we're going to go ahead and end our podcast episode. And as always, if you guys need prayer or just need something, you know, you want some, you know, <laughs> um, you hear or um, you have any topics you want us to cover, please, please, please let love- us know. We love hearing from you guys. At the end of that. Thank you guys for joining us. For thank you. A little kind of long segment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll see y'all next Sunday. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.